live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. everybody welcome to the cape complainers joining me as always are my uh my captain america and thor devon and tim and i am the tony stark iron man of the group which one am i uh i think i you're captain america because devon's doing this weird thing with his beard now where he's beating it and i believe that was popular with the uh the nordic it took me a minute to think of what they were okay anyways um we are we are two complainers short today uh kind of came last minute uh flippo's on a date who's he dating now (laughs) obviously it's his girlfriend and reed is god knows where uh so uh today we are talking uh james gunn's uh newest film into the dc realm stepping out from the marvel uh the suicide squad on hbo max uh it's been out for about a week uh so i think uh the spoilers can now come out you know do whatever we want uh before we start um i was gonna you act like we cared you act like we care I, how long it's been out before we spoil it. Well, no, I meant I. I mean, not us, but I think I think it's more just everybody else. It's just like, sorry, everybody else. This is what happens in the movie, and get a subscription or borrow it like we do. And so, um, but before we start, I was going to do hypotheticals, but then I found out nobody's going to be here. So instead, I'm going to do this, Devin. Uh, you have two people. Two villains uh, in the in the Marvel and DC universe. Who's on your Suicide Squad? So, Marvel so or DC? Total? No, just two villains. You and two guys, uh, okay. and it, and you have Marvel and DC. Who's on your squad? Tim, uh, take this time to think. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna say Mysterio. Okay, why? I feel like that illusion, like his illusions mixed with his weapons will come in handy uh, anywhere. Okay. DC is much harder. <laughs> well, I mean, is... you can still do Marvel if you, if you, if you want to, it doesn't have to, I'm um, just saying you can pull from both. I'd go with uh black hand, black hand. Oh, from a uh, blackest night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Why with an army of undead. Got it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because then you get then you get more of the you get more people on your team. Okay. And then you can disguise them as like other things with Mysterio's tech. Yeah, everybody wins. All right, yeah. Tim, uh, who's your squad? Villains out of any universe or uh, DC, DC, DC and Marvel. Marvel? Just DC, Marvel. Let's just just so it doesn't get crazy. Okay. You had this whole time uh, to be thinking. Devin rambled forever. Tim over here yeah. was thinking, he was like, I'm going to choose Omni-Man. I was, no, I was, <laughs> there was, uh, uh, I don't really know how to stream very well, so I was fixing some stuff that I messed up in oh. the middle. 
<laughs> Got it. So villains that I would want on my Suicide Squad, I would want, um, you know what? Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it super simple. I would want a, a an every, an everyday average criminal, just <laughs> like a purse stealer. One of the goons that gets his arm broken by Batman <laughs> on a monthly basis, and um, and then one of the you goons. Know what? I think there was a a loiterer that yeah. I would enjoy uh, performing top secret missions. Yeah, for me, so one of the goons yeah. woke up one morning with a, a sore throat and just really wasn't feeling it that day. That <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When your arm breaks and it heals, it calcifies, right? So if he's getting his arm broken on a daily basis, that yeah. arm's got to be pretty. And then, it, look, he's, now he's already he's already got a off. name. He's already got a name. He's the calcifer. <laughs> calcifer. Gross. Yeah, there you go. All right, Greg, how about you? Uh, let's see. I, uh, hmm, I I didn't even think. Sorry. You know that. You know what, Tim? You're right. That is hard. I'm gonna keep it in the lantern game too, Devin. I would say Atrocitus and. Let's see. From I'm surprised you went Atrocitus if you went any Red Lantern. I thought you'd go the Kitty. Oh, Dexter. Okay, yeah, I'll do Dexter. Um, instead, that's a better option. I'll do Dexter the Cat. Uh, a, or and hmm. Uh, I'm not really good with Marvel villains. Let's see. I guess. Truthfully, any symbiote is Bullseye. Is Bullseye a villain? Yeah. I'll do Bullseye. I just realized I ate and I did not meet myself. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, anyways. <laughs> All right. So that's just a little warm up, get us through the day, whatever. Obviously, it would have been better if other people were here, but oh well. And so let's get right into it. Who wants to go first? You know who wouldn't be a good member for a Suicide Squad from DC? What? Who? Agent Orange. Who's that? Uh, the Orange Lantern. Oh, I've never heard the him called one. Agent Orange. I've heard him What's called his... like Lavarus. Uh... Yeah, but th- but that's part of his. They also call him Agent Orange. I've never heard. I couldn't think of his name. I know it started with an L, so I was just like, mm, yeah, I've never heard guy. him called that. That's interesting. Okay, um, well, let let me just start off by um, just saying that I, as much as I did love this movie, uh, James Gunn said whenever he was he was doing the movie warner brothers said you could you have permission to kill anyone you want anyone like it could be harley harley could have gotten the axe anybody warner brothers says do what you want i i am very very upset that uh he killed polka dot man um that's just i want to start that off right off the bat that's what upset me most about the movie <laughs> Um, he even said one character that he fought hard on that, like not wanting to kill was Ratcatcher, just cause she was cute. Are you kidding me? Polka dot man was way cuter and it just really bothers me. So what? really, really quick. I can only play a few seconds of it, but this is for polka dot man. I literally just heard one chord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard like the same chord twice. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Because copyright. It was, was in the it? it was in the arms of an angel. I probably <laughs> oh, I probably um, should have gotten I, to the actual I, song. But oh well. Right, I do want to say hi. 
My wife was behind me. Oh, wife. I do want to say that, like, at least Polka Dot Man, like, fulfilled his um, his goal before he died. He became a superhero. I know. In like seconds that it happened, and that's what hurt more. It's like he had the best arc of anybody in the movie. Like I felt for him, like I I just I felt for that character. I was like he doesn't want he, he like he's just hurt, and I felt so bad. And so whenever he got to have that hero moment, I was like, yeah, you are. And then it got ripped from me, and I was like, oh, okay. Here, here's Never my counter argument. I don't believe he was a superhero at all because a superhero wouldn't go around telling people. I'm a superhero, but no, because that's what a villain would do. But no, maybe so he fact, was he was always he was a told, villain, and since he had superpowers, he was a supervillain. Or maybe he was always told that he would always be like nothing. That he thought he could only be a villain, and that whenever he actually did something good and heroic, he said, "I'm not a villain. I'm a superhero." Is how he more meant to say it. But I have I have a counter argument for Tim. What about Booster Gold, who whose whole shtick is, guys, I'm a superhero. Is he really a superhero, though? Yeah. I mean, not a good one, but he is one. <laughs> I would say he does a solid 0% of the heavy lifting when it comes to uh, any clearly, superhero. You've never seen the episode of Justice League Unlimited where it is all about Booster Gold. Why are you eating on the podcast, Devin? Because I didn't know it's Frankie begging for your food on the podcast. <laughs> I see side. him. I see him in the corner. <laughs> like, hey, you going to toss some of that back here, boy? Oh, my God. To be honest. Good God. That's amazing. Okay. Anyways, but... Um, oh, speaking of animals, the actor who uh, plays Polka Dot Man, uh, I can pull up his it's name. An animal. He's actually a llama. What? No, he's not a llama. No, uh, he uh, he adopted a cat uh, during uh, filming, and where the hell is he? He's not showing up on the IMBD. And uh, he adopted a cat, and he made a little polka dot man outfit for him, and it's super cute. And good God, where is he? He's not on IMBD. Okay. Anyways, I'll send it in the group uh, in a second. I will say, while we were watching this, so Casey hates like the supervillain names for DC. She thinks they're all dumb as hell. She, uh, when we were watching The Flash, uh, she would see like Captain Cold, and she goes, "Is this name Captain Cold? That's dumb as fuck." <laughs> so then, when we were watching this, and she walks in, and she's like, "Is is that really his name, Polka Dot Man?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "This is stupid," and walks off. <laughs> One thing that also stood out in this movie because it's also not a reboot it's not a sequel either uh but it did it, it did have returning characters such as rick flag harley quinn and captain boomerang and captain boomerang of course obviously only lasted until the intro what other characters do y'all think from the first movie do y'all think could have been brought over in this movie it's hard because i can't remember who lived um we have katana uh, we have Diablo died. I don't remember Enchantress, right? I don't remember if Enchantress died. Um, but of course we have Harley, Deadshot, Croc. Of course, I think Croc could have came over. Uh, but of course they only did uh, Killer Croc uh, because David Ayer didn't want to do a a CGI'd character. And of course, like King Shark has been a a founding member of the squad 
since its rebirth. Who also the the creator of the uh, the new Suicide Squad as we know it uh, is in the beginning of the movie as the uh, the doctor who uh, implants the uh, explosive devices in the back of their necks. I think the reason that they only put in uh, Killer King Shark and took out Killer Croc is one big ass aquatic animal at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, David Ayer said he di- he did not want to do a CGI'd character. Uh, because they they had they were going to do King Shark, uh, but he didn't want to. So then they did Killer Croc instead because they could do it as as a, a regular human actor. I thought King Shark was going to die. I thought he was going to die by those jellyfish. No, I know. I felt so bad for him because he is so dumb and cute, and I really did just want him to have a friend. So whenever he he did have these like dumb friends, it's like yeah. he was having that fun moment with them. I was like, man, I did. I thought, why can't I he have he that? Like eight times in the movie, <laughs> like yeah. every time something happened to him, I was like, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. whenever, like even whenever they were camping when their first night in Corto Maltese. And he almost eats rat catcher and then Bloodsport Blood just shoots him a thousand times. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, I guess he's dead. Oh, I guess <laughs> but he's I guess not dead. <laughs> that establishes for later on that bullets don't hurt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bullets don't hurt him, that falling buildings don't hurt him, that yeah. things that apparently these small, little, cute, squishy creatures can pierce his skin when bullets can't. Well, some people, know, some people said. Like a freaking bowling ball straight through another building by some Star people are asking how will say, uh, I, well, I, uh, well some people are asking how uh king shark got the uh explosive in his neck uh and then people are saying that he actually ate the explosive and so it's not it's not someone else who had the explosive in them possibly uh but they're just they stuck it through his gills well no like because he has unpenetrable skin i mean there's two people on the team uh or in the movie that we know who have impenetrable skin are mongal and uh king shark uh i don't know how mongal got one in her neck maybe they changed her powers uh but king shark i think he ate the explosive but that's what I'm saying is his skin is invulner- is is uh, impenetrable. But what about underneath his skin, such as sticking it in his gills where they can get underneath the skin? That's a tendy area. That would hurt. I well, don't want to hurt him. You think they care? I don't want to yeah, hurt him. Yeah, I doubt they care. <laughs> Shoving explosives in people. You think they care if that hurts people? Uh, speaking of hurting people, how banging was Viola Davis in this movie? Who's Viola Davis? Good God, Waller. Amanda Waller. The learn names. I, I thought she was the worst. Really, the worst part oh, of the movie. Man, yeah. I thought she was. She was born to play Amanda Waller. She really? was so good. I thought she just lost her temper all the time. That's Amanda like, Waller, dude. Amanda Waller's a. Gr- Amanda she's a. She's a yeah, grumpy Amanda Gus. Waller should keep her calm. Yeah, she's. She's scary think, because she keeps her cool. She's all the a time. grumpy Gus. She was on the verge. One, she was one, on the verge of a giant ass starfish taking over the world. I would be a little grumpy too. She didn't even care about that. She just cared that the U.S. was part of it. Still, I mean, I I, that would make me grumpy too. Her her <laughs> name is on the U.S. Uh, paper. <laughs> I will say that Greg made his debut in this movie as one of the computer analysts. 
<laughs> Shut up. And that guy, uh, that guy also uh, is the body actor for King Shark. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm pulling That's up. Uh, cool. Steve Aggie. He plays John Economos and the onset King Shark. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I pulled a King Shark moment in my work PD over the past week. You ate someone? You ate what, it? You, what? No, I was waiting. They uh, they were doing stuff and they asked for questions and I raised my hand and they go, what? And I just go, hand. <laughs> That's dumb. I, I would have I would have made I would have made fun of you so hard. I would have fired you on the spot. Classroom on fire. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I would have fired you. It was funny unless they'd seen the movie. <laughs> I bet Which no one did. Yeah, I bet no one did. I would have fired you. I'd have been like, so, <laughs> I, I, I was like, you have to go. One of the kids just, you're fired. You can't fire me. I'm your teacher. <laughs> Get out. <You> can. <laughs> I just can't do this anymore. All right. Um, on the verge of that, uh, on my previous question, I asked, who did you want from the first Suicide Squad to come into this movie? Now uh, now uh, I ask the question, who from the beginning of the movie that died do you wish uh, stuck around throughout the whole movie? Lulaborg. Who? Javelin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Just because like he had him. the javelin? No, I like him. Oh, okay. Is the I accent follow, I, right? I, yeah, I've been following him on Facebook for a long time. He's funny. I enjoy yeah, him. I, think, I, I remember. I think he would have had good bits throughout the movie. Yeah, I remember he did that uh, that one video of like the party pooper. What is a party pooper? And so, <laughs> is he a pooper at parties? <laughs> um, anyway, mine would be uh, Captain Boomerang. I was actually very upset that they killed him. I, I thought he was going to be in in the movie, but. Speaking of Captain Boomerang, when Mongal jumped on that helicopter and all those sticks flew into his body before he died, yeah, that made me cringe so much. I was like, huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. It was that, yeah, the beginning be... was rough. It was pretty violent. Like, everybody died I, really roughly. I hands down think that Captain Boomerang had the worst death out of anybody. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like know. Getting uh, shot, getting a bunch of sticks shoved in you. Yeah, and then getting ran over and exploded with it, a helicopter. Like the the sticks didn't even kill him, and so like I know. Oh man! But you know what? But you know what's badass? Yeah, is even after he died, he, he still caught that last boomerang. Yeah, yeah, and he was smiling as he died too. But I was upset because I I mean he was one of the only real characters from the first one that I I thoroughly enjoyed. I I, I really liked Captain Boomerang. And whenever I thought I saw he was coming back, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Hell yeah!" But I mean, you know, people die. I'm glad Harley lived. Well, but yeah. You know I mean, who I wish would have done better? TDK, right? The detachable. I feel kid. like if if they'd have given him given him two guns, imagine him hiding behind a rock and his two arms just going around, pop, pop, yeah, pop, pop, pop. He was pop. just he just was slapping them. Yeah. <laughs> Like he was done dirty by Amanda Waller. She yeah. knew what she was doing, and she was like, "I'm gonna make sure this guy dies." Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's go through the list of characters that we had. We had Michael Rooker as Savant. I I, I actually recognized him in the beginning at all. It took me a minute. Yeah. It it took me a, it took me a few minutes to Yondu. like recognize. Him. No, yeah. no, I know who it is. I just couldn't tell who like the actor was wow. for a minute. And it, and it, and then when I think I started getting it, I was like, I think I know who you are. Then he spoke, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> that's who I would want to see uh, stay alive at that yeah. beginning part. He didn't uh, do anything. And we had, he, he we was had still better than all the others. 
was he really because like i i watched i've i've watched the movie twice and on like the on first watch you think he's kind of like the kind, main character yeah like in charge yeah. And then, like, he starts screaming and runs away. But on second watching, you see it from the whole time. He's scared shitless the whole time. And so I think he was a coward the whole time. Uh, we had mentioned him before. We had Nathan Fillion as the detachable kid. Jai Courtney returning as Captain Boomerang. Uh, how do you say this guy's name? Faluga Borg? Lula Borg? Yeah. As Javelin. Maling NG or Nung. I don't know how you would say that. Uh, she played Mongol. Pete Davidson uh, as Blackguard, I thought was going to last a little bit longer. Kind of. I mean, and also he's he's kind of funny, and James Gunn is a funny writer. So, you know. Well, whatever. the internet would disagree with you because the internet noticed that he wasn't doing any promoting of the movie. And so they were like, well, he dies pretty quickly in the movie. Yeah, first, yeah, first kill. We had Sean Gunn as Weasel and Calendar Man, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went into this movie thinking Weasel was going to be a, a favorite of mine. And I can happily say after watching the movie twice, he still is a favorite. I'm glad he's not dead. <laughs> he, he, he was a great guy. And also, at the beginning of the movie, uh, whenever they're in the helicopter... Uh, and they're talking about dropping in the water. Weasel is actually trying to warn them that he can't swim. Because like once he, they start talking about water, he starts getting really anxious and jumpy and everything. And then like whenever they throw him in the water, he can't swim. So it's just a funny little addition that y'all wanted to know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to know. Uh, we have, uh, let's see uh also this is another fun little tidbit of information uh sebastian the rat is played by d bradley baker who has played a rat eight times in his career it's weird i thought it was played by yo mama oh Oh, add a add add that little o sound like that little of all those people as a whole how how many capes did y'all give this movie I don't know. We didn't get a chance to talk about it yet, Greg. Well, that's why I'm giving you all this time now. I'm done. I'm yielding my time. What's the max number of capes? Uh, t- let's say 10. 10 capes. Okay. I'd give it about 7 capes. Okay. I enjoyed the movie. I think there were parts of the movie that I really disliked. Like almost every Amanda Waller interaction, I just hated it. I thought she was a terrible Amanda Waller, even though Greg thinks she was a good one. Okay. I think so. I think it jumped from really good to really bad on a dime. Like it, I thought the beginning, the first 10, 15 minutes, whole exposition was pretty bad and that they were trying really hard, you know, being all back and uh, forth, back and forth. Uh, more like they were trying to, be hard they're like look how cool we are we're killing all these characters off and i'm like movies have been doing this for the last 30 years you're not special there's like what yeah we're numb they tried really hard so yeah um and then but they had really good moments like almost every moment with king shark he was just like seriously when they were in that van and he like they're going through the town and he's hiding below the the sheet or the blanket. 
And yeah. he like pulls his head back a little bit. That's the cutest. I thing. like I like whenever he's doing his little finger over his <laughs> like trying to be a false mustache and everything. Yeah, I like whenever he does that. And Bloodsport says, "We still know it's you, and even if we didn't, we'd have to kill you." <laughs> Shark shaped bloke in the middle of the woods with a fake mustache. <laughs> and he's just like fuck and runs away. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me of a kid. Like he picked up, he picks up on other people's mannerisms throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Steven. Uh, advantage. Yeah. Sylvester. See. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone said uh, he said he could retire. He only wants to play uh, sharks from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I also really liked how it was, even though a lot of these characters weren't super powered. They were very much superhero portrayed. Like when Bloodsport fell, like four stories landed, didn't break his knees or anything, and then he kept falling down floor after floor without losing his balance. Yeah. And when Harley Quinn jumped from some rubble to the top of a building, I'm like, I know these characters don't have superpowers, but I'm glad that they were given, you know super abilities i thought whenever uh blood sport was falling down on the little platforms i thought one of them was going to land on peace peace yeah i was just like that would have been funny but oh well it still worked but i also really liked peacemaker and john cena in the movie i thought he did a really good job Mm -hmm. and i felt really bad because you could tell how much torture he probably went through to get into that mind not john cena but his character yeah to have the mindset of no matter how many kids women and yeah well yeah he was his character is apparently trained from birth to be a soldier Um, and his show is apparently going to take place before and after, uh, the movie. He's getting a TV show. Yeah. He's getting an HBO show. Yeah. yeah, He's getting an HBO show. Well, supposedly John Cena, John Cena was going to play the character differently. And, uh, James Gunn was like, uh, no, you're doing it wrong. And he goes, okay, well, what do you want? He goes, be a dick. He goes, okay. (laughs) He is. You hired the right guy. Yeah, he did do a really good job. I loved the dance whenever they're in the club. I love his little yeah. dance that he's doing. He's just You just reminded me. I meant to say earlier when we were talking about Polka Dot Man, my favorite scene with them was in the club and he's dancing and all those women are dancing around him and they all they're all his mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny to me. Yeah, and that's just another tragic thing about him that I was so happy that like he was hurting so much throughout the whole movie and now at the end he's like fuck you mom and actually got to like get back at her. I was like, yeah, yeah. good for you and it was immediately ripped away from me. And that's why it hurt. It was just like, oh, damn you. <laughs> I did enjoy the scene with Bloodsport and Peacemaker where they're walking through the the militia yeah. camp. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just trying to compete. This whole competition, and I wish I remember what the whole thing was, but they were like, nobody likes it, blah blah blah. And then he's like, only if blah, blah, is dope as oh, fuck, right? Oh, uh, he's John like nobody Cena, likes. Like, aims his gun over around his shoulder. He said nobody likes. A guy, a, he said nobody likes. A... Said... Sorry. Oh, he says no. Oh, I was just saying. He says nobody likes a show off. Yeah, and Bloodsport's like, oh yeah, and Peacemaker says unless it's something really badass. And yeah, fuck, that's true. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, you know, I I liked the movie. I I agree with Tim, and he said this earlier. He didn't say it this time, but um, I agree. I say seven capes. Um, but he said that the movie, w- as good as it was, it was still forgettable. Oh yes. You know, there are still parts of it that like I have to think really hard about. Like, what did I? W- I watched it a week ago, and I'm still like, what did I watch? What are some parts of the movie that led from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I remember. Um, and I mean, it was good, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I re- and I think that's just about, I think that's just a preference. Like some people remember movies differently. Like I remember pretty much the whole thing. Uh, like I can remember certain moments that really did make me go. Hee, hee, hoo, hoo. And so, I mean, I, I gave, I, I will give it a, a 9.5 out of K, 9.5 capes. It's the, it's one of the out best. Of a thousand. De- it's one of the best DC films right now. <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's the best DC yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Zack Snyder's cut, the Snyder cut, you know, yeah. might be a little bit better. But it's also like twice the length, which makes it yeah. hard to compare to. Right. And I mean, and oh. James Gunn has a very specific style with his superhero movies that, you know, you saw it in guardians. You see it here still. Uh-huh. Oh, did you guys see the mantis? Um, yeah. She, yeah. She was a stripper in the, in the club whenever they're, they're oh. dancing. Yeah. Um, I saw her and I was like, hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, I really did enjoy it. And, and yeah, I agree with you. James Gunn is a stylistic director. One of the things that I'd really liked, it was weird at first, like at the opening credits, whenever, uh, savant gets his head blown up and his blood in the water turns into warner brothers presents warner brothers pictures presents uh with his blood and that just kept going like there was just text hidden in the environment and it was just a neat little stylistic uh choice that chapter one chapter two chapter three yeah it was just a nice little thing to me it felt like they were copying the snyder cut of the justice league movie how because well, they, they they did, they the did it yeah they did I, it seven parts I don't I, they didn't do it the they didn't no I'm talking about like like the way he did it movie. like yeah yeah I know what you're saying I'm yeah. just saying like the whole titling each part of the movie felt very Snyder cut yeah like whenever it said three days later and it was written on the toilet that Bloodsport was wiping on oh, yeah so I, it was just neat. I do like I think my favorite like transition that they did was the one. Um, I guess like the uh, helicopter crashed. It was all fiery, and they're like, "All right, this is what we got to do." But first, this. So they show like they show whatever the the title was. They go, "No, we got to go rescue Harley first. And then like a wind blows, and it changes the fire to just yeah like, to Har- yeah to rescue Harley and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, David Ayer has taken to Twitter recently, saying uh, how good his cut was of the movie. That they want the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. And of all the that. first one? Yeah, of the first one. Please no. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I I do think David Ayer is a okay director. Uh, he he directed Bright and Suicide Squad. Those are really the only ones I can think of. Uh, I enjoyed Bright. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was okay. But I mean, as far Bright's as like the seeing Will Smith a movie on Netflix, yeah, yeah. that's Bright. Okay. Yeah, as like far that. as like seeing a David Ayer cut of the first movie, I'm not a hundred percent sure of getting in on that but no yeah i agree that uh this one was definitely 
a lot better. I mean, for not being a reboot or a sequel, it was a pretty good standalone. And I think that's where DC thrives. They should just do movies that are one shots that just keep doing just little separate titles. You don't have to do a big multiverse uh, yeah, kind of thing. or a two or three shot like a trilogy yeah like a trilogy that's shot to be a trilogy rather than trying to create a whole multiverse over the trilogy right i, I agree with you yeah yeah all right let's do some uh some tiny little easter eggs that were in this movie if corto maltese uh sounded familiar it's from the first batman movie the tim burton 1989 uh movie it's uh, one of the storylines where uh, Vicki Vale shot photos uh, for her little uh, portfolio gig at the beginning of the movie. It was in Corto Maltese. You know, if you're not that old and you watch newer stuff like uh, Young Justice, they have a whole story arc on Corto Maltese as well. Oh, Is like what? Corto Maltese the one where, it, like from the third season, Tim? Uh, no, that's from the first season with Bane. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right, okay, okay, okay. Okay. I was trying to. I was when I watched it. I was trying to think like, is this the one where they had the king and queen? Um, they got murdered. Is that? Uh, I don't. But I don't remember where. I don't remember what. Uh, I guess place that was. Okay. No, it's not the king and queen. Uh, we also got introduced to a couple of other random lesser-known villains, such as uh, Crazy Quilt, uh, Kaleidoscope. Uh, as she may also been uh, known as, she was the one. Whenever you first walk into the the girl side of the prison, who had oh. all the colors on her, uh, people yeah. people are trying to figure out if she's Crazy Quilt or uh, Kaleidoscope. But you know, I will say that the yeah. more I'm reminded and I hear these DC villain names, uh-huh. the more I'm inclined to agree with Casey that some of these are dumb ass. Hail. Yeah, well, speaking of dumb, we also had Calendar Man, uh, played by uh, Sean Gunn. Uh, okay, hang on. I, I had a thought about this uh, while we were talking about this earlier. Uh-huh. Is Calendar Man, um, his original design uh-huh. didn't have the tattoos on the head. No, his original design was it was a red cloak and he had a bunch of like calendars on like it was like kind of like a cow like a neckerchief thing around them uh but now since the uh the long halloween is whenever he got redesigned and introduced with the tattoos on his head okay that's i was curious because i know that i first came into contact with calendar man with the tattoos on his head from the arkham games yeah so i wasn't sure if they pulled from that or from the long Halloween. No, yeah. From, well, from it, yeah. I mean, well, he's best known for the long Halloween. I mean, that's where I think he was redesigned from. I mean, but uh, anyways. Um, and beside Calendar Man, in the same scene, we also got another villain known as Double Down, who uh, is cursed. Uh, he's a gangster, cursed uh, to have a deck of cards attached to himself that he can peel off and throw as projectiles pretty gross huh <laughs> i feel like gambit would would benefit from that oh my god thank god gambit has what he has could you imagine <laughs> having to rip off that stuff good god well, what if it didn't hurt i imagine it would hurt you're peeling I mean, there, I mean there are some people that have tattoo abilities um throughout both universes that just like that don't hurt them you know what i mean i don't know you're still peeling off your own skin 
Uh, anyways, uh, we got introduced to a new character, Ratcatcher 2, but we also got a fun little cameo from uh, Taika Watiti. I might be saying his name wrong. Taika Watiti. That might be his name. <laughs> Tikiti Watiti. Tikiti Watiti. Um, he no. plays Ratcatcher 1. I kept thinking, why is he so familiar? I know him from something, but I don't know what. And now that you say his name, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, director thought- of Jojo Rabbit, uh, Thor Ragnarok, a uh, bunch of other great, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, great, great stuff. I yeah. felt like I didn't get a good look at him until the end when she was telling the story about like why it's rats. Uh-huh. Mm. I feel like that's when I got the look at him that I was like, oh, this is who it is. Because the first yeah. time it was that like weird silhouette thing. It was kind of like in the window of the bus as they were driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Mr. CEO uh, says, unpopular opinion. I believe that Andrea Romano, who does the casting directing for DC animated films, should also be doing the live action films. I agree. DC animated movies are a severe leg up on their live action uh, counterparts. Can I say, has any, have any of you guys seen the long Halloween part one or part two yet? I have it downloaded. What's it out on? Um, I had to, rent it on something it's not out yeah we definitely did not watch it for free fbi yeah i had to cough cough illegally download illegally download it (laughs) i only watched the first one so far and i mean i liked it i thought jensen eccles 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 yeah yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. Now, I hope he's the voice from now on. I don't think he was as banging as he was as the Red Hood. Oh, mm-hmm. of course. But, eh, you know, tear, tear good for him, Yeah, good for right. him for at least uh, taking another chance on it. Do you think, so Jensen Ackles, um, if you follow him on social media around Halloween time and things, or whenever like DC releases stuff, there's always photos of him dressed in like a cosplay Red Hood outfit. Have you guys seen those? Uh, yes. Um, do you think that now that he plays Batman, he's gonna start doing um, Batman? cosplay Batman? Maybe. Or or Maybe. or that dope outfit where like the Red Hood is trying to be Batman from the um, the the battle for the cowl, where he's got that like punk punk esque look of Batman with the guns and the metal face plate mm. over his face over his mouth. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, another Easter egg. Harley Quinn mentions uh, if you have personalized license plates, uh, you will die or whatever she says. Uh, The reason why she says that is because the Joker in the first Suicide Squad had a personalized license plate on his Lamborghini that read ha ha ha. And that's why she doesn't like. Interesting. Yeah. Starro the Conqueror. This is just a personal uh, thought of mine. Um, now that he's been introduced as a actual thing in the DC universe, I would love Jaro to become a thing in a Batman movie. Who is Jaro? Uh, Jaro is a little tiny version of Starro uh, that got take that got like taken off of him that Batman keeps in a jar, and Starro looks to Batman as a father. And at one point, he becomes Robin. He even has a little Robin suit, and he's just a little starfish, and he helps him, he helps him fight crime. That is I will say, cute. on the topic of Starro, I thought, I thought it was cool to see Starro in a live-action film. What I thought was weird uh-huh. 
is that whenever he like screams or shrieks or whatever it is, like he opens up in the front, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and the back. And okay, and the back. So my the thing that I thought was weird was why is the only place that he can send out all his mini um, starros from his armpit. <laughs> well, I thought of why doesn't it, it come like from his mouth? I thought of it like those are his mouth, and you don't reproduce out of your mouth. So why would he yeah. be able to produce more of him out of his mouth? Tim, I begged a different. Like I bet, I bet his armpits were where his penis is, or her <laughs> penis. There you go. <laughs> Anybody can have a penis. I think. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end that conversation there. One thing about Starro that's actually really tragic is when it, like his last dying words is that he was like he was happy floating on the star around in the stars, just like before we found him and everything, and it was it was just sad. It was just like oh, poor Starro. And on that thought, let's do final thoughts. Who would like to go first? So, uh, Mr. CEO had a question for all of us. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, is there a thoughts. character or story in DC that either of you feel deserves a movie or story that should be told? In a live action version, yes. Mm. I still want to see the Red Hood as a live action. That's not Titans. I wouldn't mind seeing another crack at the Green Lantern, uh, if not doing the Green Lantern Corps as a movie. But after watching this movie, I on I honestly wouldn't mind getting a little bit of a polka dot man uh, story because he said there were more than what there. It was more than just him. I w- I would be interested to see who else was with him that was being transformed and turned into this umbrella academy type thing i don't know it'd just be interesting Actually, i mainly just I like i think i really character. i'd really like to see a court of owls like live action movie i think that could be pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah that'd be good or uh, or uh, what's his name a talon like a talon film um back in the day uh when they were doing the court of owls they had a, a version where they were gonna take someone i don't remember his name but he eventually became a talon but he was a good guy he took on their persona to fight crime, mm-hmm. um, and he did it, but like while he was still a live human person, and he was an escape artist. And then he, um, when he dies, he get they give him the serum to become like an one of those undead talent, and he has to overcome the struggle of like all of his abilities that he learned that made him useful relied on feeling, and as a dead person, he can't like feel the fumbles of locks to escape. And so he's got to find a way to overcome that while fighting all these other big guys. And I think that would be a cool film. Okay. Ooh, actually, I mean, we've gotten an animated movie of it. I wouldn't mind a live-action version of Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That'd be pretty dope. Tim, you or were going to say something? Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Tim was going to say something. Well, I was going to say I would like, I don't know, the Darkest Night storyline, you know? Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. With all the Zim Zams, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, so mm. I just learned uh, that I haven't been uh, able to be heard throughout the entire episode. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, That's at so least funny. at least you'll yeah. be heard on the recording. Uh, yeah, on the actual Is podcast. it because you yeah. muted yourself? Oh. No, not on there. You said you muted yourself earlier on the actual like OBS software. No, no, I muted myself on Skype. Oh, earlier, oh. and now I'm not muted. I'm wondering. Mm, that's a shame. That's a good final thought, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Devin, 
Uh, what's your final thought? I enjoyed the movie, but I mean, I'm nowhere. I'm never as excited for DC films as I am for the Marvel stuff, only because they're not. They're never gonna. They're never as good. Mm-hmm. But I'm. But I'm always looking forward to the animated stuff. But I am looking forward to season three of Titans, which just recently came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll and talk. We'll ha- talk about that. But if you don't know, uh, they're introducing Red Hood this season. I've seen a few and promos I'm, of it. I heard that. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the it's suit. But I'm excited, and I'm and I'm scared to see like how he's introduced and and yeah things. But I mean, when we first saw the Titan trailer, we thought like some of the stuff looked cool, but it also looked really dumb, and yeah. it became a pleasant surprise. It turned itself around. It definitely mm-hmm. did have a slow start for me. Like, I mean, everybody had a weird start. But anyways, my final thought is I really did love the movie. I knew going into it, it was going to be fun. James Gunn is a fun director. Uh, He did. uh, My biggest worry was I didn't want it to be another Guardians. And it did have a little bit of a Guardians feel, but obviously it was a lot more adult. He could do a lot more stuff with it. And it showed, and it was very fun. I've watched it twice. And it's very gory. Very gory. It's not a kid's movie, and that's probably one of the things I love the most about it is is that it was really just uh, not afraid to just kind of tone itself down. And and if you're asking, like, like how the much much of a did. kid's movie is it not? You do see boobies. There's the boobies and pianosas. And so... So if you're into penis eye and boobies, uh, watch the Suicide Squad on HBO Max. Uh, Did you say penis eye? Yeah, penis eye and boobies. Isn't it? Wouldn't Peepies. it be peni? Peeny. Thank you all for joining the Cape Complainers. Why do you get to do it? Well, I I didn't know we had a. <laughs> okay, then you do the next one. Flip. Oh God. Like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and like TikTok. and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and be sure to check out our YouTube and twitch channels to watch uh, our live episodes as well as our gaming streams uh-huh and also we got tiktok instagram follow us all on those follow us the mothership at vinyldraftradio.com download the app give it a five-star rating if you want i don't care and don't forget nobody complains like a fan